being able to make that last payment on that credit card and have it say zero, what it did for my energy and my confidence. And just for me that it made the most sense because it made me feel rich. And therefore I could make other aligned decisions with money and strengthen my relationship with it in the process. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say, I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 246, How Rewriting Your Money Story Can Dramatically Change Your Life with Francesca Holland. So I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a former I Heart My Life student on the line here sharing her story. And she actually messaged me behind the scenes on Instagram and shared everything that had transformed in her life because she did the money story work that we taught within one of our workshops. Now, she's somebody who's made a dramatic shift in a very short amount of time. And so I wanted to have her on just to share what's possible. And more importantly, to show you how to transform your life if you're in a place of lack or you want to create more abundance. Now, one of the main things that she talks about here today is taking personal responsibility for where you are currently. So I want you to take some notes. I want you to listen and I want you to implement after this episode because I know you're going to be inspired and you're going to get some amazing takeaways from from Francesca and myself in this conversation. All right, so let's dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Francesca. I'm super pumped to have you here today and to hear your full story. And as all of the listeners just heard, you actually reached out to share some of your big wins over the last few years. So I definitely want to cover that. And obviously for everyone listening, we want to break it down for you as well so that you can learn from both of us here today and create the same sort of results. So welcome, Francesca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. This is one of my favorite subjects. So I'm excited. Same. Yeah. So take us back. It hasn't even been two years. I know you said a year and a half since all of this kind of kicked off. So take us back to where you were at that point. Yeah, of course. So this is back end of 2019, beginning of 2020, just really finding myself and my husband in a position where continuously living paycheck to paycheck, no matter what. Our financial situation wasn't changing, even though I was making six figures in my income as a full-time pharmacist. He's a real estate agent, so he does well with that. And I'm just thinking we're having these conversations about why aren't things changing? And finally, I think it just hit a wall and I I knew something had to change. And then flash forward to now after doing all the work, it's just been an absolute complete transformation. So if you don't mind, I'd love to share for to have you share some of like the even more nitty gritty details, because when you wrote to us, you said you were burnout, you had barely any savings, you had debt, 
Is that the extent of it? Or what was the reality during that time? Yeah. So lots of credit card debt just from making frivolous purchases and having those keep adding up. You know how easy it is sometimes to just swipe and forget. So it was credit card debt. It was not having any money in savings and not being able to ever build that up more than what it was. I think we had like $100 in savings. I was really burnt out from my job working a nine to five wasn't really feeling fulfilled or satisfied there. And um, just we weren't where we wanted to be in life. We wanted to invest in real estate. We wanted a bigger home. We were planning at that time on starting a family and none of that was happening for us. And I knew that there had to be a reason why and it wasn't, it had to be something that I was doing wrong. Interesting. Okay. So what, how did you know that? Was it just an inner feeling or? Yeah. I mean, I had been a huge fan of anything related to personal development for a few years now. And so I knew, you know, everything's about the mindset. And I guess I I finally made that connection where I took a hundred percent responsibility for where I was financially and Only then was I able to say, okay, well, something needs to change within me. And I started with mindset and kind of worked from there. But I knew that was like the last step is, okay, well, nothing outside is changing until I change the way I'm handling things. Wow. That's so smart. Most people Mm -hmm. don't know that. (laughs) I really think it's because, yeah, the work that I've done in personal development, that's what the the continuous, you know, theme that you hear over and over, it's that it's our mindset. So I figured it was worth a shot. (laughs) And what does your husband think when you said that? He is the biggest skeptic. I will tell you, he was, I should say was, he's amazing, but he was the biggest skeptic in terms of, oh, you can't just think your way into success or you can't just change what you're telling yourself in to change your life. But I would say now he's a changed man. He definitely believes it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So what did, what was your first step? You know, that it's something to do with your mindset. So what is the first step that you took? So I started investing in myself a little bit more. So again, I had kept seeing advertisements for your iHeart money workshop. And I was like, you know what, this is coming up at the right time. Let me go ahead and jump in. So the first core things that I did that really changed things for me was I mentioned that I had to take hundred percent responsibility. I had to stop blaming society, the economy, my college for all the student loan debt, my parents, and get my power back and realize like, I'm the only one who can change this. And so I need to start there. Nothing on the outside is going to change unless I make something change. And I think bouncing off of that, the next thing I had to do was dig really deep. And I know you've helped me do this for sure into my money story. I don't think people a lot of people don't know what that means, your money story. But I went back into the earliest stages of childhood that I can remember and started diving into what I've heard from my parents, my teachers, everybody around me. It just clicked. It made sense when my reality was a culmination of all of those things I had heard growing up. So I want to start with that first one, because that's so key, especially for those of us, and I'm raising my hand, who go to blame when things aren't going well. If we go to blame, that means we can't actually make any change because we're not taking personal responsibility. So you're spot on when you say that's really the first step is to own it, because when you own it, that means you can change it. And so that's huge. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the money story piece, I'm sure at this point, if you guys have been listening to me for a while, you know what that is. You can go back and find tons of episodes on it. But what did you do to go deeper with your thoughts on money and how you were raised to think about money? Was it journaling for you? Like what really supported you? And then what did you discover? 
So journaling was a big one. So kind of every day I would sort of, you know, and I had some prompts that I had looked up and stuff. And you provide a lot of that thing, those things as well is asking myself those questions. What did I hear as a child growing up from my parents? What did I think about money? What were my initial reactions about money? How did that make me feel? And I really realized then that every decision I was making about money in my current reality was not only a direct correlation to what I had learned growing up, but everything was based on lack and lack of abundance and fear. Fear was a huge part of that. So that clicked for me as well. Fear about what? Fear about not having enough. Um, Mm -hmm. Fear about spending money and then never, you know, it being gone. Money is a, I thought of it as a limited, a very limited resource where once it was gone, it wasn't coming back. Um, And all my financial decisions were being made in that place of fear because I was so, it was ingrained in me that making money was hard. Rich people were greedy. It was really difficult to make money. And all those things just led to where I saw myself in the beginning of 2020. And so once you had that realization, you know, a lot of people are glad to know this information, but then it's kind of like, what next? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. what did you do next once you identified your money stories? So I had to do something to change it. And this is an ongoing process. This isn't something where you snap your fingers and you're fixed. But I started telling myself a different story. I started asking myself, all these other people are making money and they're very successful financially. Why not me? And that's one thing that I know you say in a lot of your book and your everything saying, why not me? So I think I started just talking to myself differently. I didn't use the word debt anymore. I didn't say things to myself like that's too expensive. Instead, I tried to use those things as an opportunity for me to figure out how can I afford this? What can I make work? And I think that that really just rewiring our subconscious is so crucial to our success and to making those transformations. So it was just trying to rewrite that story, really telling myself the opposite of what I had thought for so many years. Yeah, I love that. And for you, did that look like affirmations? Did it look like alarms on your phone? What were the tangibles around that? So alarms on my phone, um, I had three alarms set at different times of the day. Also too, the iPhone had come out with, I think I forget what they're called now, but you can put like little notes on your, you know, the home screen of your phone. And it was like, you know, I have more than enough, you know, abundance is flowing to me, things like that. Affirmations were huge for me in the morning. I would have a bunch of money affirmations. I would say, I actually really liked the ones that came from T Harv Eckers books, the secrets of a millionaire mind, which was one of your recommendations. Those were great. So yeah, was those constant reminders. I had printed out a check. Um, This came from the book, The Secret from their website, where you wrote on it, like how much money you wanted to make. I had taped that onto my refrigerator, like all the things that a couple years ago I would have thought were crazy. Now we're actually helping rewire my brain on a daily basis. Are you looking to transform your relationship with money? Do you want to make more money? Do you want to increase your sales or maybe support your team in making more sales? If so, keep listening. I want to introduce you to my iHeartMoney course that's available just for you. This is my signature course that helps you uncover all the things that are stopping you from creating more wealth. The truth is we all have money blocks, but that can change literally today. We go through eight modules together in this course and you get workbooks plus video trainings every step of the way. I'm also giving you access to over 20 hours of group coaching calls that I did with real live amazing women who want to make more money. 
you're gonna get so much from this program. It's perfect for you if you're an entrepreneur, whether you're just starting out or you're seasoned, doesn't matter. If you wanna make more money and transform your mindset, this is for you. It's also perfect for you if you're in a career and you wanna to go to the next level, or maybe you have a team and you wanna support them in making more money. If you're a coach and wanna support others with money mindset, you can also use this program to do just that. And today, I wanna to give you a chance to get 15% off. When you go to iHeartMoneyCourse.com, you can use the promo code PODCAST to save 15%. I truly believe that you are destined to live an abundant life, and I wanna make sure that you're able to create as much wealth as you desire, because that's the only way you're gonna be able to impact the world and step fully into your purpose, and of course, have all of the opportunities that you desire. You deserve to live a life of abundance. You deserve to be fully satisfied. You deserve to be fulfilled. And that is what iHeartMoney is all about. So go to iHeartMoneyCourse.com and use the promo code podcast to save 15% today. I remember, you know, I still do a lot of that stuff, but in the very beginning, having post-it notes everywhere and James still laughs at that story and just seeing it all over the, the apartment. What did your husband think about all of that? Oh, so we had at the time we had a combined office and I had post-it notes hanging on the wall and he just like, he would just roll his eyes and kind of bust me about it. Cause I, I think it said it was just a bunch of mindset money things. And he probably thought I was crazy, but now he could see like it must've done something. Yeah. I stare, I asked that question because I know there's a lot of people who do this work and their spouse maybe isn't doing the same level mm -hmm. of work. And so yep. there can be some eye rolling or, you know, people questioning what it is that you're doing, but you just have to keep moving forward and what you know is helping you. For sure. And I saw people that I look up to doing it and I figured why reinvent the wheel? If it's working yeah. for them, it's certainly worth a shot. So what were some of the results that you got after a few weeks or months of practicing that? So, and I want to mention too, um, another thing that I, that I did like on more of a tactical end of it, I guess, was once I did a little bit of the mindset work, um, and this is painful, but I got really, really clear on my current money reality, like the objective things. So we had a spreadsheet that we still use today that has all of our expenses down to like the gas money we pay for and then our income and figured out where we were at the end of each month and where we could make changes. So that was huge. That's so yeah. huge. I'm glad that you shared that because so often when we do have money blocks or we feel ashamed for our current money situation, we don't want to look at our financials, but that is not an empowering place to be. You have to have an awareness of what's going on in order to make a transformation. And I know that you know this, but in our iHeartMoney program, we specifically ask people to write out, like you said, every single thing that you're spending money on. And I also recommend that you write out everything you desire because we want to understand like what purpose for the money you actually have, you know, the collective, our life isn't just about paying bills and that's it. We want to be able to throw in those things that we actually, or that we really do want to create the, the revenue for as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's actually a perfect lead on to kind of the results that we got, because one of the things we did after we figured out our current reality, we were able to kind of cut out some of the fat, like some of the things that we subscriptions that I never even knew when I signed up for that we can just get rid of. But we made a plan. We said, okay, the first thing we want to do is we want to have enough money to be able to invest in real estate. And then that became our why, you know, because money loves a purpose. So we gave the money a purpose. And I swear to you, and it's so strange because, you know, COVID hit during that time, right? Like February, March of 2020 and real estate for a period of time, like my husband wasn't even able to work for like eight weeks. But despite that, 
our, our bank account just kept growing and growing. Like sales were coming in for him, you know, left and right. Money, I swear, showed up that we had totally forgotten about, like insurance deductions and things like that that just came to us. After giving that money a purpose and believing that it was possible for us, things just started lining up. And all of a sudden we had, we were opening separate bank accounts just for like travel money. We were able to purchase an investment property all in cash. It just, it was crazy how it changed. Wow. So you started doing this work in January or so of that year. Mm -hmm. When did you purchase the investment property? So the funny thing is, is that it was on our goal list. We made our goals the end of every year. So December, 2019, we said sometime in 2020, we want to invest the property. Again, it just aligned. It sort of fell into our hands. It was going to be something where we were going to represent them in the sale of the house, but instead we offered to buy it. And we closed on it. I think it was December 14th of 2020. So we just made it. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, it was great. What other results have you seen? Oh my goodness. So we ended up, one thing we did is we, I had mentioned opening different bank accounts. We didn't just open one for like fun money. We call it, we opened a business account where, you know, a certain amount of both of our checks would go into that business account that would just be for advertising for real estate purposes. We had a savings account that we knew we were using for uh, investing in the property that we purchased. We had uh, a certain percentage of our, our checks go towards debt or expenses, as I said. So once we started like paying ourselves first, so to speak, and learning how to live without that money, because it was automatically being funneled into different accounts, that's when I started really hitting those credit cards. I think it was like 15,000 or so that we ended up paying off. And we didn't necessarily miss the money because it had a purpose before I even got it. So just learning how to pay ourselves first and live without that money and really look at the bank account every day, be grateful for what we have and all of those things. It just became like second nature to all of a sudden we had all this money in these different accounts. It sounds so obvious. Like we need to track our money and plan for where we want our money to go. But so many of us aren't taught to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't even want to look at your money. You don't know how to handle the relationship with it because it's so toxic. And so I feel like part of what you did is you started to not only create an awareness, but you just built a new relationship with money and you had a different level of respect because oftentimes people think, oh, well, if you're an abundant mindset, then just pay for the membership, even if you're not using it or whatever it is, but really that's not being respectful of money. And so I always like to feel excited or invested in what it is I'm putting my money into, even if it's like getting excited about paying the water bill, like there's a purpose for that. If I'm not using the thing I'm paying money for, then that is not a respectful relationship with money. And Mm -hmm. same thing, like I also, this is a whole another tangent that we could go on, but (laughs) when it comes to tipping, there's such a culture of, well, tip 15%, tip 20%. And sometimes I feel like that's a bit flippant. If somebody didn't do a good job, why am I going to tip them just to tip them? That doesn't feel aligned for me. And that doesn't actually feel like I'm being respectful of money. I'm just throwing things, certain people or or opportunities. So (laughs) really just feeling like you're connected to what you're investing in. And it sounds like you guys were motivated to pay off the credit cards as well. And that felt really good to you and your Mm -hmm. actions with money should feel good. 
100%. And I, I love that you mentioned that because you talk a lot about in your iHeartMoney workshop that I attended about developing a relationship with money. And you've mentioned that a couple of times. People don't think about money as something that you have a relationship with, but you have to be grateful. You have to give attention to your money by paying attention to the ins and outs. And even something like tipping, like you mentioned, I think that what you said is perfect because then you can feel really good and grateful to giving that nice tip to the person who provided so much value to you for that meal. And it's aligned and it feels great. And you know that's how we should be making every financial decision from that type of mindset of lack or fear. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people listening who have credit card debt. And I myself was one of those people years ago. And like you said, we changed that language. I personally changed it from debt to investment because I knew that I had invested in my education and certain things. But I know that there's a lot of people who are wondering, you know, should I be focused on paying off my credit cards? Should I be focused on putting that money towards something else? And I do feel like it's a very personal choice, but there is a lot of freedom that comes from not having those credit cards, you know, maxed out. So can you speak to how did that feel for you as you started to pay those off? Absolutely agree with everything you said. It's really personal. It really depends on if there's something specific you want done with that money or if it's best, if you feel best with no credit card debt at all, like no bad debt, if you, you know, how you want to put it. But I just think that for me, I knew that there was enough money to go around and that paying the credit card debt would give me the freedom to play around with some money for what we wanted to do with it, which again was investing. So we knew we needed capital to do that. And the way that we figured out was made the most sense for us was to free up some money during the month to be able to put towards that. For us too, like I'm all about feelings and being able to make that last payment on that credit card and have it say zero, what it did for my energy and my confidence. And just for me that it made the most sense because it made me feel rich and therefore I could make other aligned decisions with money and strengthen my relationship with it in the process. Yeah. And I think that's really important to identify, you know, when I was first doing this work and I had a lot of credit card debt, I knew that I actually wanted my cash to be able to invest in things that would move my business forward. Because I knew Mm -hmm. at that time, me just throwing 30 grand at a credit card to pay it off wasn't actually going to get me the result that I wanted or help me make money. And so Mm -hmm. I actually chose for a while not to pay off any of those things. Same with my student loan. And I knew that if I invested in coaches and programs and other things that that would help me. But then there was a chapter where I was like, you know what, it would actually feel really good and make sense for me to pay these off. So I think you have to identify, you know, what stage you're at. And obviously there's things to think about like interest rates and what are, you know, what is best for you to not accumulate even more debt. But but it is a very personal thing. It's not necessarily one size fits all. Definitely not. And some people might consider like, for example, if you're starting a business and you know, you have like, you know, the 0% interest credit card offer or something, it might make sense for you in that moment to leverage somebody else's money at a 0% interest rate to go and get that business started, knowing that the results from that will more than pay off any investment that you initially made. So it's so personal, but I really think it comes down to getting really clear on what you want, your big dreams and desires, and then where you're at with money on a consistent basis and continue to reevaluate that. Because I think without that knowledge, it's really, really hard to to move the needle forward and to to accomplish those goals if you don't know where you're starting from. And I love just hearing you talk about all this because it's literally only been a year and a half. And now you're here talking about money and investing and savings and paying off credit cards, right? Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? 
<laughs> I can't. It's like we, you know, I I get excited now when I tell you, and like you said, I know a lot of the the people listening are coming from that place of fear, like I was. I probably there was periods where I didn't look at the bank account for six or seven months at a time. I mean, my husband, you know, looked at it. He kind of kept things squared away. I trusted him to do it. I I didn't feel a need to. Now it's it's exciting for me. I actually get feelings of joy and gratitude and you know all of those positive feelings looking at my bank account because I know how far we've come and I know now that it's an unlimited resource, right? Like it's it's not going away, you know, if I just keep making, you know, aligned decisions from a place of abundance, there's no way that I'm ever going to be in the same position again. That's such a, a beautiful way to phrase it. And I feel like that just evokes a sigh of relief when you know that you're not going to be in that place again, because you've done the work and it's not like it's one and done. It's a consistent process, but mm-hmm. you know what to do now. And so you'll never let yourself go back to that place. No, no, definitely not. And I just, I want to make it really crystal clear too, for the people that are listening, nothing on our, like we didn't win the lottery, right? Nobody just handed us an envelope and said here, I'm feeling generous and gave us all this money. It really started with the inner stuff and getting really, really uncomfortable sometimes with where we were and in the change that we were making, but it all starts from within. And if, if we could do it, people can, anyone can do it. Um, there was no doubt. Cause I still have, I mean, my schooling costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. We still pay that, but it's possible. You know, if you're, if you're willing to do the work, it's possible. Yeah. And it's just looking at your current situation and recognizing this is not my forever reality. It's literally just now today. And that can be changed. A hundred percent. Yes. And it gives you something to look forward to and really gives you that empowerment back that you can change it at any point. And I know one of the biggest gifts from this whole experience in the past few years is also you recognizing some of the work that you want to do going forward. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I just feel, you know, now that I've grown a ton in the past year and a half, I've really learned to trust my gut and I have this like fire in me, this passion to help other women, specifically moms, because now that's what I relate to in my everyday life the most, that they you can have it all. You know, I don't know who created this thought that it's like one or the other, like you can be a mom or you could be a business owner, or you could be a mom or have a career that you love. Like you can have it all with simple tools and techniques and implementation of those things. I just want to show everybody that it's possible, not only financially, but with any goal that you want. Right. I mean, it's, it's really possible because other people have done it. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So going through all those challenges and everything that you experienced just a short while ago has led you to this place and helped you discover a new purpose and a new vision for yourself. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's even led me to moving. I mean, it's going with my gut and really knowing what I want and not settling or tolerating, you know, mediocrity has led me to pick up my entire family. And my parents even came with us and moved from Pennsylvania to Florida and completely start a new life. I mean, I can no bone in my body at this point would ever think that I was settling. I'm living a dream life and it's only going to go up from here. Amazing. Thank you for sharing all this. I'm so grateful. And like I said to you before we jumped on, you know, you're one of the reasons why we do what we do and hearing these real life success stories of incredible women doing big things and following their heart is really what I live for. So thank you so much for being here. No, thank you. I'm eternally grateful. I hope we can talk again someday. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. 
Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.